Sabonis brought it to him. Hey everybody and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at all.pacers or Twitter at all underscore pacers. Join our great fan communities we have there. Uh, we're coming at you from a winter wonderland here in mid of, middle of February. Yeah. Uh, as always, I'm Jeremy, and with me is Jack. Not as always, Breezy is not here. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jeremy. Jack here. Hey, Jack. <laughs> um, so I guess Austin just didn't want to show up. Someone he knows has a fever, so yeah, take, try for the best. Doing all the precautions. So yeah. He's fine as far as we know, but staying safe. So yeah, I mean, we're not too concerned about him anyways. Like, no. I, I'm not going to stay up at night thinking about him, you know? I, I stayed up all night praying for him. <laughs> well, you're, so, you're a better friend. Vastly different approaches. Yeah, my big concern is who's going to edit this episode. That's a great question. Yeah, so we may never hear this. I'm guessing nobody. <laughs> we'll just put it up as it is. Because I've seen your editing process. <laughs> Oh, man. But, but since we don't have Breezy here, we thought we'd bring on a special guest to do a stat of the day. So joining us for the first time ever, I believe, yeah, is Jack's wife, Rio. Rio, how's it going? It's going well. All, All right. right. Well, we have the stat right here. It's um, I'll, I'll kind of give the layout. This is from January 10th, 2016. Pacers lost to the Rockets 103 to 107. All yeah. right. Well, well, hang on. First of all, Rio, you need to ask us where we were on that night. Where were you on the night of... January 10th, 2016. Uh, well, 10 days before my birthday, two days before my brother's birthday. So oh. I was probably mentally preparing myself for those upcoming birthdays. Yeah. Uh, same. Sure. Same. <laughs> Do you remember how you felt, Jeremy? Uh, probably pretty hyped. Five years ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Wow. That's crazy. I, I uh, don't remember... What I was doing that day, but it's so crazy to think that this team was only five years ago. <laughs> Looking at this roster right here, but Rio, I'll let you take it away and just go ahead and you can read whatever stat you want from this Pacers team, which we're 21 and 16 at this point in the season. It's not bad. But it was a loss to the Rockets. So go ahead, Rio. Uh, if I'm honest, I don't know how to read this. So just pick a name. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not going to pick Paul George, <laughs> but I will pick George Hill. Oh, there you go. And on this day, January 10th, 2016, he had 38 minutes, right? Yeah. And 45 seconds. <laughs> um, he had five assists, right? Yeah. And he, what is DRB? It's Derby. Oh, he had five derbies. Yeah. Wait, so he, he had five help? horses win races <laughs> that day. I don't know what derby is. Is it really derby? It's a defensive rebound. Oh. Jack did a terrible job preparing you for this. <laughs> um, oh, but I will say he had five points, right? Field goal? Five field five goals field made. Goals. That's baskets made, not which lead, Which led to his 13 points. <laughs> there we go. So who was your MVP from this game, Rio? My MVP? And then we'll... we'll let you give your closing statements would have to be monte ellis because he assisted 13 times yeah current pacer monte ellis yeah so, they rewarded him by continuing to pay him after they fired him <laughs> for really? years ago oh wow yeah well, so he seems like a team player 11 points 13 assists yeah he does seem like a team player this game i i don't know if i would have ever called him a team player but no, how many shots did he miss uh, he went five for 11. Yeah. So 45 and a half percent better than I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> Same 33% from three, but Hey, I mean, Monte Ellis, 13 assists. That could be a career high. I mean, what else can you ask for from a three point? No. <laughs> Honestly, what the reason I did come to this game was it's Paul George's career high in steals oh. since he was on the front page of basketball reference. That's true. Like we always do. We always try to pick a pacer from that, um, front page. Paul George had seven steals this game. And he had 20 points. And he had 20 points. But I don't like Paul George. Yeah, we so. don't like Paul George and this family. Um, but I also wanted to read you, Jeremy, the turnovers that the Rockets had each. Um, Jer or Rio, would you like to read this? So turnovers is T-O-V. T-O-V. So Dwight Howard, we'll just start there, and then you go down the list. All right. Dwight Howard had three. James Harden had five. Trevor Ariza had three. Patrick... Beverly had three. Clint Capella had five. That's a lot of turnovers. That is. Yeah. So that's for the starters too. That's cool. Yeah, that's the starters. The backups. Terrence Jones had one, and Corey Brewer had two. Uh, Marcus Thorne and Jason Terry were the most efficient. Zero turnovers. Oh wow. 
Yeah, say they were the best two players on the Rockets that when year. You, when you started down the turnovers path, I was expecting a James Harden 10. That would have been there. funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you, Rio. Thanks Would for you like me. to add anything about Monte Ellis? Like, maybe give him a shout-out or... No, I think he's a nice guy. Cool. Who's your uh, Who's your favorite pacer right now? Currently? Oh, I can't say his name. I, I don't know how to say his name. Sabonis. But Sabonis. I always say Sabonis. Sabonis is Sabonis. my favorite player right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad Oladipo's gone. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Are I like you kidding it. me? I like it. She listens Only to because the voice of reason on this podcast. Here's the deal as being... Um, wait, they know I'm your wife, right? Yeah, we've I'm said Jack's it wife, and I love Oladipo. I will always love Oladipo, but I think he got a little bit too diva-like, and I think he became a diva, and he needs to spend a little bit of time away from Indiana to realize how much Indiana means to him. I like that take. It's a good take. So that's my perspective. Thanks for having me. I'm going to get back to work. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I might just replace Austin with her from now on. Might as well. I mean, that was a great take. It was nuanced. Yeah, there, actually, no, I changed my mind. I, let's get Austin back. He, a, he's with me on all the depot. There was a hint of perhaps he comes back in the future in that take, oh. which is hopeful. It's oh, nice. Oh, yeah, she kept it open-ended. Yeah. Not was, mad about that. That was a well-rounded take. <laughs> Very lukewarm. <laughs> also No, no that, definitive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you said he's a diva. Definitively yeah. said he's a diva, um, which he was. And look. The the biggest issue I have now is that I have five Oladipo jerseys, and you don't know what to do. With and them. I don't know what to do with them. I have no active Pacer jerseys. I thought about that the other day. I have Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie, five Oladipos, Paul George, and a Ron Artest jersey that we found at a yard sale one time, <laughs> but is like some knockoff. Probably cost ten bucks to make. You could probably do a pretty cool framed Oladipo thing. I'm sure you have Oladipo cards. I have. St- I have too many Oladipo cards. Could, I, I really invested in that. You could probably make a thing with all five of your jerseys, get some cards in there, send him something. Maybe he'll sign it and send yeah. it back so he can include it. Yeah, put it over our dining room table or in our yeah. kitchen somewhere. Or you That'll call, go over well. <laughs> you could sell it probably if you have all that stuff in there for yeah, maybe. a pretty good amount. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll look into it. I, I did want to have when Oladipo was my favorite pacer of all time like four weeks ago. <laughs> I did want to have every single one of his cards Oh yeah. Um. So I got a lot of them. I I ended up. I probably am like twenty to thirty cards so far. I know that's not all of them ever made, and I was nowhere near. But, um, I did buy a lot of his cards. I just got a rookie card in the mail the other day. Well, too. At, at this point, you have to keep going. I guess I you mean, need a collection with every single one of his uh, cards to sell alongside the display of his jerseys. Maybe I'll just start with Cassius Stanley now, since it's like a lot easier. There's less cards. They barely make his card too. Uh, let me tell you, that's. Probably not the best choice. <laughs> I do have a numbered to 23 TJ Leaf rookie card that's signed. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got it for, I think, $1.25 plus shipping. Um, and it's lost value, believe it or not. Weird that he hasn't played. <laughs> lost value, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thanks, Rio, for um, sharing and partaking in um, this this episode of the podcast, minus Austin. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to talk about today, Jeremy? Well, you know, there's so much. We had a little bit of a hiatus last week. Yes, um, I, I can actually explain. Um, I was supposed to get my wisdom teeth out on Thursday. They canceled it because of the weather. We had a big ice storm down where we're at in Indiana. And um, no excuses. I just forgot. I didn't I didn't text you guys. I just assumed we weren't doing it that day and then never thought about it again. So that's why we missed last week. Um, and since I didn't get my wisdom teeth out, I, I've... I mean, Jeremy, I, both my bottom t- wisdom teeth are grown in fully. Like, I totally can chew food with them. It's <laughs> probably not okay, okay. But my top two wisdom teeth, one of them's grown into my sinus, and oh. then the other one has a nerve wrapped around it. So they're like, hey, let's just not take those out. Um, we'll just take out the bottom ones. But the crazy thing is, this was my fourth attempt at getting my wisdom teeth out, and my appointments always get canceled. So it's it's <laughs> been since... Probably, I think my first attempt was probably 2014 or 2015. So it's it's been a it's been a long journey that uh, could come to an end in March. So we will see. But Jeremy, do you want to start with some of these games, or do you want me to talk about the All Star process with Sabonis and Brogdon? Because I've I've heard some things from experts that 
make me a little nervous going forward. Well, real real quick. Okay. Uh, you may you all may have noticed I fell silent rather quickly. It's because I grabbed my phone to pull up the Pacers schedule. Oh, I thought you grew ill. Uh, the first thing I saw. Philadelphia Eagles trade quarterback Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for two draft picks. Are you serious? Yeah. It's, it, it just happened? It happened. A 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick. I think I was not keen on picking up Carson Wentz, but if that's all we're having to trade for him, fine. I'm still not excited about it because his contract is stupid. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, at least we got a quarterback. I'm not pumped about it. The thing that I heard today uh, was – the Carolina Panthers were because one of my big uh, players that I wanted was Deshaun Watson. I don't know how it was going to happen, but apparently the Panthers are offering three first rounders and Christian McCaffrey that, for Watson. Oh, for Watson. Yeah, I was. I thought you were going to say for Wentz. Yeah, it's like that is insane. Right, and I and to me, I'm like, I don't know if the Pacers could do better than that unless we included Darius Leonard, which I'd be okay with trading. Well, I don't know if the Pacers would want Christian McCaffrey. The Colts. Oh, did I say Colts Pacers? Yeah. <laughs> this is a Pacers pod, Jerry. <laughs> Save it for the all Colts pod that'll drop eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see a path to get Deshaun Watson with some of the other offers they're getting. For sure. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers was the, was the other guy I was thinking about a lot, but I, I honestly don't think he's leaving Wisconsin. I, I, I can't know. imagine. He he seems pretty. He's pre- he's a pretty zen guy. I don't know if you all have listened to interviews from him. You should if you haven't. He's he's an interesting t- guy to listen to. Uh, he really took a took a year to like reflect and think about himself. So I, I'm not sure if he's too keen on staying there after. And he's married to a is she a movie star? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, someone I so. just said something about her the other day. I haven't done any research, but maybe she wants to move to L.A. Is there an L.A. team that? Oh, actually, no. There's no L.A. teams that need a quarterback. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe New York. Ooh. Maybe take over the Jet. No, I can't see Aaron Rodgers in the Jets. The Giants, maybe. I mean, there's a history of Packers quarterbacks. Didn't didn't Favre play for uh, play for the Jets? He did play for the Jets. So there you go. Yeah, weird. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll take the Brett Favre path. They do have a similar <laughs> career arc in a way, like one Super Bowl with the Packers. That's true. Yeah, and he's probably not going to get another one with the Packers. Might as well go try with the 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 Minnesota. Vikings. I forgot what they were. I kept wanting to say Timberwolves because it's so fresh on my mind from last night's game. But yeah, I'm a little bummed about Carson Wentz, but I guess at least we got something. Yeah, I mean the positive is like everyone says Frank Reich was the guy who made him look like an all star for those couple of years. Yeah. So maybe reuniting him will bring him back. So we'll see. The equivalent to Markel Fultz in the NBA. That's true. Number one overall pick yeah. at, was on a good team, and yeah. uh was traded to another team who was willing to take a chance on him for draft picks. Yeah, get, take a chance on him and actually work with him. Yeah. And now he's turned it around, and he looks great. And he's way more low-key than Philly, too. So yeah. it, it, this could be good for him. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Markel Fultz. Yeah. Because, well, he has – oh, no, I guess his traumatic injury just happened, right? Didn't he just have an ACL tear? I think so. Yeah. yeah so I guess maybe – well, if Carson Wentz coming to Indy, then who knows what kind of injury bug's going to plague him. <laughs> You know, you know our sports teams out here, Jeremy. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, big news! Wow, you all, you always have the breaking news. We need it. We need to have a breaking news drop. But Austin's not here. Oh yeah, to sing it. We would have had music. <laughs> well, not to sing it. To oh, to press the pad. To press the, the pad. Yeah, <laughs> the breaking play. news. <laughs> <laughs> Breezy. Yeah, that was me doing. It kind of sounded like a guitar solo, but anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy. Jacoby Brissett is the real loser here. Well, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, I guess he's still... Is he getting paid still or is he a free agent? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still on the books. So. Yeah, good for him. Are you wanted to get to some Pacers games? Yeah, I, I kind of do. I mean, not really. This has been a tough stretch. Well, we can we can breeze over most of these. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so, we have to go back a little bit um, to Friday, February 5th versus the Pelicans. 113-114 loss. Jack, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, tough game. I'm getting to it right now because it's been a while because someone didn't text everyone about doing the podcast last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this this game uh, came down to the wire. I, I think, was it Brandon Ingram who hit the go-ahead bucket to win this game? Um, I mean, this, this was the first game to me where it felt like Brogdon and Sabonis had been overplayed this whole season mm-hmm. um, because they were starting to show signs of fatigue 
and um, it really was the the start of the stretch of Sabonis and Brogdon struggling. And I think one of the biggest problems is we haven't had a consistent third scorer on our team um, because right now players game plan towards Sabonis, Brogdon, and then uh, Dare, Turner, Holiday, Lamb, McDermott, McConnell, all those guys to to make shots. Yeah, and um, that's not a sustainable way for the Pacers to win and we saw it in this game because we lost to a below average New Orleans Pelicans team who was 9 and 12 after this game and uh yeah tough really tough loss you expect to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat especially as like being the Pacers and we lost to the we lost to the measly New Orleans Pelicans so Jeremy what do you think yeah same same takeaways um you you're starting we're starting to see at this point, the effects of Oladipo being gone and not having a replacement for him come in a lot more. So trying to find the guys who need to take up the shots, because he was taking a lot of shots in games, so you got to find guys to make those shots. And it's been a struggle to find those, as we'll see going through the rest of these games. Yeah, definitely. Which uh, leads to the next one. Yeah, this was a game against the Jazz, a 103-95 loss, which... Tough loss, obviously, but the Pacers played the Jazz better than most other teams are playing them right now. Yeah. They've won, I think, I saw a stat that said 18. They've won 18 of the last 20 games by double digits, and we only lost by eight. Yeah. So that's I mean, better than most people are doing. It was a good defensive effort from us. It was an even better defensive effort from Utah. But, I mean, top to bottom, I've done a lot of thinking on this Utah team other than Mie Oni, who, who I think I pronounced his name right, mm-hmm. who, you know, as we all know, wears number 81. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, they're a veteran-heavy team, yeah. and they aren't, like, totally growing young guys, except for Donovan Mitchell. Like, they're ready to play right now. Two former Pacers are in the rotation, Boyan Bogdanovich, obviously, and then George Niang, who we let walk for nothing, um, never really played in Indy either. Not a, not a crazy deal, but, like, he's contributing on – the best team in the NBA right now. Yep. And um, it, it kind of hurts watching this game too, seeing those two guys be successful because you, you kind of miss out on what could have been. But the Pacers, I mean, like I said, Sabonis had a pretty good game. Couldn't really rebound against uh, the Jazz, um, which was crazy to me that um, Gobert was getting so many rebounds. It seemed like – how many did he have? He had 16. Yeah, exactly. ton of rebounds. Uh, we just got beat and um, – I mean, it was a good Jazz team. I didn't expect to win this. I mean, I probably said that we would win on the podcast because I always do. You did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's hard to beat a team that's this hot and this solid and has this much chemistry right now. Yeah, I mean, they probably have two All-Stars and the sixth man of the year on this team. So Yeah. And, they ha- and their role players are – when Boyan Bogdanovich is your third option, like you're, you have a good team. He's yeah. a really good player. Remember, he led the Pacers yeah. to the playoffs as our best player one year. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, crazy. They may also have an MVP candidate in Donovan Mitchell. Who knows? Well, probably not. But he's Shaquille O'Neal would disagree. He's playing incredible. Yeah, your boy Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, one of my favorite players in the league. Yes. Um, I hate him <laughs> after this game. I hate him. I do. I, I swear. Can we I talk do. about how stupid Shaq is sometimes? Yeah, that was. He's He's been pretty terrible this season. Ah, oh, man, I still love him. I, I mean. I'm for so, You know, like when you really like someone, you'll find the good in what they were trying to say. Well, I can't find the good in he, what he was trying to say, but I also but he don't. doubled out on it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I'll take was- Russell Westbrook over him yeah, right that now." Was I was a like, mess. Why would you say that? That was. And then also he had the thing about uh, he told Christian Wood he's not familiar with his game. It's like, well, they're on TNT tonight. Why are you not <laughs> getting familiar with his game so you can talk about it? It's annoying. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he's still funny though. But come on, do it. Just do a little bit of work <laughs> for your job. Just a little bit. That's all it's we a ask. Tiny little bit. <laughs> that might be too much to ask. Um, so next game was Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, 104-94 loss, the uh, lowest offensive output during the stretch for the Pacers uh, against the worst defensive team they played. Worst <laughs> defensive team in potentially NBA history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this was this was the worst showing. I turned this game off. Um, and, I mean, not like at the beginning of the third or anything, like middle of fourth. I was like, this is a joke. Um, and Sabonis was okay but other than that like we just we had small contributions from everybody and we just got outscored when it mattered and for some reason they decided to play defense against us i wasn't scared of deandre jordan at all 
coming into this game. Walked away with 13 rebounds, three blocks, and really made an impact against the Pacers, mm-hmm. who start two big men. Two big men. That's <laughs> hard to say. We start two big men, and we're letting DeAndre Jordan get 13 rebounds in um, three blocks. I mean, I guess the three blocks, they have nothing really to do with. But 13 rebounds for DeAndre Jordan right now at this point in his career um, is painful to me, especially when Miles Turner walks away with three. So, yeah, we just got beat. Not a good showing from the Pacers, and um, I don't really want to dwell on this one too much. But what what were some of your takeaways? Uh, what made this worse was Kevin Durant in play. So if you're going to lose to the Nets, you want to – you don't want to lose to a shorthanded. Yeah, but not a big drop off to Bruce Brown, right? Right, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great point, Jeremy. Yeah. We we lost without uh, Kevin Durant on that team, and they started Kyrie Irving and James Harden, who are two of the worst defensive players I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's true. and we scored ninety four points. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you would think their defense is worse without Kevin Durant too, right? Yeah. He's definitely a good defender. He has so much length. It's hard to get around him. He can contest or block your shots if you're pulling up on him. So, yeah, you would think they'd get worse defensively. But you know, maybe maybe it's one of those things where you game plan for a guy and then he's not there, and you, then you get shocked by Kyrie Irving having 35 points because I don't know why you wouldn't expect him to be able to score a lot, but you never know. You never these, know. These things happen. And it was the second night of a back-to-back for the Nets too, which well, I believe. Let me double-check this. But – so that was on, yeah, it was the second night of a back-to-back. They lost to the Detroit Pistons the night before by 11. Uh, I bet that probably has more to do with it than anything else. <laughs> they were like, we can't we can't lose to the Pistons they, and then lose another game. Well, they allowed 122 points from the Pistons. Yeah. And then went out and allowed only 94 points from the Pacers. That's insane. This NBA, this the NBA this year has been so crazy to me. The Pistons compete in every game against the top-tier teams. <laughs> and... They're one of the worst teams in the league. So, I mean, you just never know what to expect. There's three really bad teams, but, I mean, they could win on any night. It's Detroit, Minnesota, and who am I missing? Uh, who's Washington. Yeah. And they can compete on any night. So, it's a crazy year. I've never experienced anything like this, but, uh, yeah, tough loss. That's all I want to say about it. All right, well, speaking of the Pistons, that was the Pacers' next game. That was Thursday the 11th. The Pacers won 111.95. A nice bounce back game in this one. Yeah, thankfully, um, it is the Pistons, and we aren't a top three seed in either of the conferences, so we were destined to win this one because the Pistons <laughs> just can't beat anybody unless they're a top team in the league. Um, Sabonis came back, had a twenty-six point game outing. Brogdon had eighteen points, nine rebounds. Sabonis had eight rebounds. I didn't mention that, and eight assists. Um, just tasted a triple double. Couldn't quite get there. He yep. he was so close at this point to getting the triple-double record and uh, having the most triple-doubles in uh, Pacers basketball history. He couldn't quite get it this time. But, uh, other, I mean, he still had great numbers. Jeremy Lamb came in, shot well from three, like he's been doing all year, leading the league in three-point percentage, very quietly leading um, the league in three-point percentage. And uh, we, we just looked really good. I mean, it's the Pistons, so I expected this. But who knows? Like, they looked like they could have been the best team in the league after beating the Nets. So <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Uh, this is there. There's a pattern developing here. If you look at shots that Brogdon and Sabonis are combining for, when they get like over 35 combined shots, or especially as it goes higher, the Pacers do worse and worse. <laughs> and so, and this game, and then the next game, which was also a win, and the previous win, which was against the Grizzlies before the stretch of losses, they were all around 30-ish shots. So. When we spread out the shots among everybody, like I was saying before, we have all these old depot shots that need to find homes with new players. And it it seems like Brogdon and Sabonis can't be the ones picking them up because it becomes a two-man game and it's easy for the defense to lock down on them. And in this game, we spread it out some more and it was more people contributing and harder for the defense to stop you. And there you go. You get, yeah, you get a win. That's good analysis, Jeremy. That's really good. Um, can't wait for TJ Warren and... Karis Levert to pick up some of those shots too. That's going to yeah, be a well huge that's, boost. That's going to be the key thing is when those guys come back, well, then we're going to have another whole reshuffle we have to go through yeah. with these guys who are going to take shots trying to fit back into the lineup. So, Which Levert's traveling with the team now yep. on road trips, which means he's probably practicing with the team in some capacity. Yep. And I've heard rumors that TJ Warren's also starting to practice with the team as well. So There we go. Could be soon. I mean, I wouldn't get your hopes up for like the next month or so, but it could be very soon after that. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what this team looks like. Our second unit last year was so good when they came in together hot. And when we've had to have Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott, 
um, sometimes T.J. McConnell in the starting lineup. It really breaks that up. And for us to have two separate teams, basically, that come in hot, um, I mean, the last year the starters didn't really ever come in hot to games. <laughs> but when true. they when they like were especially dead starting the games, the second unit would come in and get us right back in the game. So I'm excited to see that when our team's fully healthy. We could be a really good team this year in the East. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned Doug McDermott there, and that leads us to a game where he had 26 points, a 125-113 win over the Hawks. Uh, it seems like McDermott being in the starting lineup is probably the best option for us right now, or at least uh, when he's in there, he looks really good recently yeah. uh, over Lamb. Uh, what were your thoughts on that game? Uh, we didn't really win this until the fourth quarter. We were down a lot of this game. It, to me, it showed resilience from the Pacers. Aaron Holiday looked really good in this game, finally. I mean, I, I feel like I've said that already. He's looked good at points during this season, but it hasn't been a great year for him. Um, but our, our starting lineup, just solidified the fact that we have solid players yep. um, who can score when we need to. And, I mean, that's not always the case, but, like, when we need a bucket from Sabonis or a play from Sabonis or Brogdon, um, they're going to make the right play if we if we got some healthy players around them who um, are willing to play the game the right way. And at the end of this game against the Hawks, who aren't great on defense, um, we, we closed this out and ended up winning by – what 12 points yeah when it was a close game pretty much the whole way so uh great closing effort from the pacers and you love to see it what you don't love to see is a terrible overtime loss to a pretty bad <laughs> chicago's chicago bulls team which is what happened in the next game only seven points in overtime they gave up 15 do you have any thoughts on this game jack yeah um so sabonis so is leading the league in screen assists right now and i heard some talk that um, Wendell Carter was learning from Sabonis in one of their first losses against uh -huh. the Pacers this year about screen assists. And he was setting really good screens, looking really strong, making some plays for his players. I really liked seeing that happen this year. I, I don't know if Sabonis has a lot to do with Wendell Carter's great screens that he's setting now. I know that's not the only takeaway from this game, so yeah. let me get there. <laughs> but uh, looked really good. Levine was scoring really well. The Pacers looked like uh, we were losing early on. Um, and... The whole time I was thinking, we're way better than this. Like, we're not worse than the Bulls. What's happening? Zach Levine isn't, like, just going to shred the Pacers. Like, um, I, I mean, what? Like, a lot of people have him as an all-star over Sabonis and Brogdon right now. And I'm like, well, I would say that Sabonis is a better player than Levine. Yeah. And this team's worse than the Pacers. But we couldn't get into the game early on. And the whole time, the, literally this whole game, I was like, we got this. We, we can do this. But sure enough... They had the ringer Thaddeus Young come in. <laughs> I don't know if he's some sort of spy or what, and just beat the Pacers. So, tough loss, really tough loss. And, um, yeah, this hasn't been a fun stretch for Pacers basketball. No, but uh, last night, that was a little more fun. Uh, at, the, at the end, most of the game wasn't very fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they did pull out a win in overtime, 134-128, over the also very bad Timberwolves. Yeah, um, field goal attempts to go with what you were saying. Sabonis and Brockton combined for 43. Yeah, and they had, uh, I think, 45 in that Bulls game. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's crazy. So, yeah, they, they I think, were hearing some of the rumblings that neither of them were going to be in the All-Star game. Well, and they had, well, it's not their call on minutes, but they played 85 minutes combined. Too, yeah. Which is insane. That is insane. So, I mean, yeah, Sabonis sat for two and a half minutes. Yeah. What? I did not realize that. That's insane. So... Um, I mean, these guys are going to wear down soon. We we may need to take it easy on them. Clearly, like they wore down at some point earlier during the stretch, but uh, we we did end up winning this one. I don't know why he's playing. I guess it was a close game, but still, like playing forty five and a half minutes against one of the worst teams in the NBA just seems a little yeah. crazy to me. Um, but hey, got a triple double. He did, and broke the Pacers' all time record for most triple doubles in a career for the Pacers. There you so go. hey. Uh, shout out Sabonis. You are a record holder for the Indiana Pacers, and um, we're proud of you. And uh, another milestone, Miles Turner passed 800 career blocks last night yes. as well. So uh, shout out Miles Turner. I was thinking, how long until he gets 10 blocks in the game, or do you think he ever will? I, I'm sure he will. I think it'll happen maybe this season. He's had eight a couple times already. So Yeah, I think twice this year. It's not a stretch of the imagination to have him getting to 10. Yeah, that I think that they're like there's a few guys in the league who I think are 
quadruple double threats. I think if Miles Turner can get like eight rebounds or eight blocks in the first half at some point this year, which I think is possible, yeah, then there's a chance the Pacers say, hey, let's go out and get him a quadruple double. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Speaking of quadruple doubles, yesterday was the anniversary of David Robinson's quadruple yes, double. Yes, which is why I was thinking this way anyway. So, um, I think I think if it was the perfect storm, it could be it could be Miles Turner. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, I don't know if it will happen, <laughs> but it definitely could. Yeah, um, and yeah, a good good win for the Pacers. I mean, we should be beating Minnesota Timberwolves every time we play them. But it was it was a good scoring effort and a fun game, um, stats wise for the Pacers this in this one. Uh, you want to look ahead at upcoming games? Let's let's go, Jeremy. Let's do it. All right, Saturday the twentieth. Well, uh, actually, never mind. We'll get we'll get to that in a second. Oh. Sar- I, I was gonna mention All Star voting, but we'll get there in oh, a minute. Okay. Uh, Saturday twentieth uh, at the Rockets, visiting Oladipo. Yeah, is Oladipo playing? I don't know. I do not know. I would expect him to. I don't know why he wouldn't, but you never know. Yeah, man, that's gonna be he a heartbreaking game. He does still game. sit for medical reasons every once in a while so you never know whoa saturday saturday that's that seems like a big break in this in this year's nba yeah two days off wednesday to saturday Mm -hmm. thursday friday oh yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) look at like a week off here (laughs) yeah um oh we didn't even mention last night's game was overtime but i did oh okay cool thank you thanks for mentioning that jeremy (laughs) yeah so uh the Oladipo game, hopefully he plays. Um, I may have a box of tissues ready. <laughs> Maybe a sad game to watch. Um, I do think the Rockets look really good um, with the players who have chips on their shoulders right yeah, now. Yeah, they've been playing really well. Yeah, I, I like the roster. Obviously, because Oladipo's on the team, that helps. But Does he have a chip on his shoulder? He gave, no, he, I don't, th- I he don't think gave he himself a chip. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, no, I'm st- really, the whole team has chips on their shoulders, and then Oladipo is just a star. True. So it's just like a good mix, and they don't have a star player who's 30 pounds overweight and doesn't like any of his <laughs> teammates, So and James Harden. So, yeah, I mean, this Rockets team looked pretty good. This, this could be a tough game for the Pacers. And then uh, the Spurs game on Monday, unfortunately, canceled or postponed. So that means the only other game in this upcoming week is at home for the Warriors next Wednesday on the 24th. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, love watching the Warriors with Steph Curry and um, him just going off. I mean, size-wise, we should be able to win this. I don't even know if James Wiseman's playing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but we've fallen for that before when we have <laughs> two big men against smaller guys, and we'll see. But if Draymond Green's playing a lot and guarding Sabonis, I don't know how good of a defender he really is anymore, Draymond. Um, a good defender. But yeah, he's dropped off. Somewhere. Yeah, he's dropped off. Um, I, I mean, I expect us to like be able to score in the paint this game, um, and hopefully we can outscore the Warriors, because I think that's what it's going to come down to, is uh, who's going to score the most. Well, that's how most games go. <laughs> it does always come down to who's going to score Sorry, the most. Sorry, let me reword that. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be like a total defensive game. I think it's going to be an offensive-focused game against the Warriors, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So there you go. There's your recap and your look ahead. Uh, I was going to mention before, if you're... If we get this post in time, which we usually do, and you're listening, tonight is the All-Stars starters reveal. So we'll find out who the starters are tonight. Uh, not holding my breath for Sabonis to be a starter. What's the percent chance? Oh, it's got it. He was seventh in the last returns, so he would have to jump four spots <laughs> to get to his starter spot. So I don't see that happening. So is fan voting the only... Uh, fan voting is what determines starters. Okay. So that's all we got tonight. Then on Tuesday, the February twenty third, you got the reserves being revealed. Um, are they are they doing the drafting in this year? Because the draft I, last year was really cool. Yeah, I don't. I I would imagine they would because Durant and LeBron. It looks like are going to be the captains. Yeah. So if I assume they're doing the draft, and that would be next Thursday. So keep your eye out for that. That'll all be on TNT before the Thursday night games start. And if Sabonis is a All Star, which there's talk that he's not, like I've alluded to a few times, is he going to be the last pick this year? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad for him, but yeah. probably. Um, I, I, he definitely deserves to be an all-star. Yeah. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast the other day. Him and Kevin O'Connor both said, um, they're both left Sabonis and Brogdon off their all-star teams. Well, I was, I assume Simmons had Robert Williams on his. <laughs> Might as well, right? His, 
he definitively had uh, Jalen Brown because he's a big Celtics fan, but wasn't sure if James Harden should be a starter, but for sure had Jalen Brown as a starter. <laughs> of course he did. So there's, there's, I mean, he likes Zach Levine and he liked Gordon Hayward over Sabonis for the All Star oh, teams. Wow. So yeah, not. I don't agree with like bad player or bad teams with good players um, getting rewarded for the All Star games. Um, I think Bradley Beal has to be rewarded. Yeah. Um, because of how good he has been. I mean, still, like, is he a starter? I wouldn't put him as a starter. I think he will be a starter, but I want it. Um, but, I mean, if you're a top five team in the East, I know it's so close this year, but Sabonis has been really good. Yeah. And for people to leave him off the all-star team is crazy to me. It's a small market problem, and uh, hopefully he can get some respect. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I don't... I would be shocked if he doesn't make it. That would be shocking to me. Yeah, I I don't think Gordon Hayward's gonna make it. That would all if he makes it. I I won't be shocked, but I'll be a little surprised. Yeah. So it's it sounds like it could be like a Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Sabonis. Like it could come it could come yeah. down to that. And I don't like that. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't like Sabonis' chances. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Against a Chicago player and a New York player. Yeah. Yeah. Not not. Not great. I feel like they're going to give Julius Randle the bump just because New York has something to be excited about this year. That's true. Well, we'll wait, have to wait and see on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't think Brogdon's making it this year. I definitely don't think Miles Turner's making it this year. But the Pacers have been adamant and pushing for Miles Turner to make it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, oh, and one more thing to mention. Hopefully, Doug McDermott can make the three-point contest this year because he deserved to be in it last year. Oh, yeah. So we'll we'll see. Uh, who I, I believe Lillard said he's going to do it. Yeah, Lillard's the only one I've seen that's in. And I think yeah, I think that's the only name I've seen committed to it because it's supposed to be at halftime, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's no dunk contest. I I don't Cause know because it's all it's all one night. Yeah, is year. it the skills challenges that have to? Is it? I don't know. How long is halftime? Forever. For real. It never ends. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard halftime goes from this year's All Star Game to next year's All Star Game. <laughs> so next year's All Star Weekend will include the second half yeah. of this year's <laughs> game. <laughs> It'll be a, a game and a half, <laughs> the All-Star game. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my expectations for the two games this week are two wins. You know, for once, I'm with you. I, I'm seeing oh. two, I see two wins as well. Wow, I feel like I should disagree. <laughs> Just, I expect three wins this week. I expect the Spurs game to get moved back in. That's my predictions. Well, I think, uh, I think the Pistons and Bulls had a, a game rescheduled because they were supposed to both play the Spurs. So maybe there's a reschedule for the Pacers okay. that gets brought up. I don't know. Theirs was already announced, and we haven't heard anything yet, so I doubt it, but you never know. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to do this fun thing that we have planned? Yeah. Okay. So we haven't done a lot of fun like add-ons to our podcast in a bit. Um, one of our most popular podcast episodes, actually, Jeremy, was when you did the Star Wars comparisons for... People love Star Wars. Yeah, I, get, I apparently. Um, when when you The Star Wars comparison for Pacers players. Yeah. Like, you told us who Luke Skywalker was, who I don't even remember I don't anymore. remember either. Obi-Wan Kenobi. We may have to redo this. We have a brand new team. Well, I don't know. Yeah, we do have a really brand new team with all of one new player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't forget about Jalen LeCue. TJ Leaf's gone. Oh, that Jalen LeCue dunk the other day? Yeah. Woo. Man, so I nice. wish the guy stayed under the basket so he could have dunked on <laughs> it. Because he would have. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Jalen LeCue's playing for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants right now. And... uh about murdered a dude, but he got out of the way. It was a good business decision for that guy. Um, but today what we're doing is we're looking at players in the NBA with Indiana ties. So basically, what, Jeremy? What 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 could be a tie to Indiana? High school, college, uh, lived here, uh, used to play here. Yeah. Um, but basically the rules I sent you was – uh, it's up for interpretation. You you yep. make this whatever you oh, want. Oh, and I interpreted it. Oh, I'm excited because I bet I bet you really dug deep on this. And knowing you, I bet you have a really good player that I haven't even thought about. But basically what we're going to do is we're going to draft an NBA team. Let's say eight players. Is sure. that too much? No, okay. That's fine. Eight players. Um, do you want to go positionally for starters? Yeah. Okay. I know how uh, particular you can be about starting lineups <laughs> and drafts like this. So uh, what we'll do is let's do rock, paper, scissors to decide who starts. Okay. I was planning on Austin being here so there would be less players to choose between and someone would end up with like a Sean McDermott or something. But since he's not here, it's just me and you. 
Um, and hopefully we can have some pretty good teams. Okay. I, you know what? I'm going to let you go first. Oh, you're, uh, are we doing Serpentine? No. No, just, just one, two, one, one, two, two, one, two, one, two. Oh, okay. So, yeah, dude, I'm totally cool with that. Um, so, let's see. I, I got to look through my list because I, I actually went through this, Jeremy, just so people can understand, like, my thought process on this. Um, I started by looking up players who were born in Indiana. Uh-huh. Then I went through each college to see what players played at those colleges. Mm-hmm. Then I looked up to see if any NBA players loved the movie Indiana Jones, <laughs> which I, there's no stories on that, so I don't know. Um, which would have been great if it was like, yeah. hey, so-and-so's favorite movie is Indiana Jones. Right. <laughs> um, and then I looked up to see if the movie Trainwreck, uh, any of it took place in Indiana, which no, it didn't. So LeBron <laughs> is off my list. I can't get LeBron. So I'm going to go ahead and start by choosing someone who the Pacers once chose as a draft pick. Oh. And I choose Kawhi Leonard at small forward. Nice. Um and that is my first overall pick. I know this is crazy to you, Jeremy, because you always go for positions where there's less players to choose between, right, for your first true. pick. That is so, true. So, um, yeah, I I think small forward is a pretty loaded position um, in this draft. But I feel like you have to get um, Kawhi Leonard first if you have an opportunity to get him. So that, that's my choice, Kawhi Leonard. All right. So I said I interpreted this. Oh, great. <laughs> and your text said... NBA players with Indiana ties draft. And it did not say current NBA players with Indiana ties draft. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so let me tell you, I have a lot better players on my list than you do. Okay, so <laughs> But if you if you want me to, I can I can weed it down to some current players. You know what, Jeremy, I'm gonna let you uh if you th- if you wanna pick someone who's been in the NBA and no longer in the NBA um, you can have them, but they're that age. <laughs> they're their current age right now for your team. Is that okay? Is that a fair trade off? I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, who would have you, who would your first pick have been then? Well, probably Slick Leonard, because <laughs> <laughs> I get a player coach. <laughs> Love it. Jeez. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Wait, how old is Slick Leonard now? Uh, he's like eighty something. <laughs> he's you real want to old. Your player coach. <laughs> Hey, okay, I wrote it down. Slick Leonard, you get him. I'm just kidding. Go ahead and pick. All right, give me give me a second here. Give okay, second here. Th- sorry, I threw a wrench in your. You did. You, thought re- process. you really did. Who honestly who, would you have picked Reggie Miller first then? Uh, I don't. I think I'd probably go Larry Bird first. Oh, duh. It, him or Oscar Robertson. Okay, we'll we'll have to redo this draft then <laughs> here soon because that would have been a ton of fun too. I was I was thinking current. But, I mean, if you want to say that it's up for imp- interpretation, like, you can go ahead and pick Larry Bird. Okay, so with current players, and we said no current Pacers players, just to Correct. clarify why we're not taking Sabonis first overall. Uh, I'm going to have to go with a shooting guard here, a recent current in, uh, Pacers player in Victor Oladipo. Oh, okay, good choice, good choice. You know, I went to IU and played on the Pacers. So you get two Victor Oladipos, right? Yeah, I get Is that what I'm hearing. Yeah, I get him as shooting guard and him on the bench. Okay, so that's how you interpret this, right? Yeah, but he's not one of the eight players. He's okay. a secret ninth player. He's a secret. I'll put secret player here. I'm uh, typing these choices in just so we have reference. I will put your Victor Oladipo IU pick right here. Um, okay, good choice. Shooting guard is not the best position in this draft. Nope. Um, and you got, I think, probably the best one. It depends how much you like Glenn Robinson the third. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so for my next pick, this is very difficult. Um, there's not a lot of great choices left. I'm going to go ahead and choose. <sighs> Jeremy, you took all the deep boats. I'm going to go ahead and choose George Hill at point guard. All right. Nice. George Hill at point guard. Currently the starting point guard of the OKC Thunder, former Pacers point guard for the 13 through 15 Eastern Conference Championship teams. Yep. Good player still, long arms, defensive stalwart, and uh, my starting point guard. So, Jeremy, your next pick is up. All right. So, for my pick, this is a tough one. You said if we could take former players as they are now. Because who knows how Older good guys? L- who knows how good Zach Randolph still is? Oh my! G- I cannot believe 
that was gonna be my secret pick. And uh, you know, I I'm very tempted to take him. You never know; he could still be able to play. Oh, you're not taking him. I'm thinking about it. He hasn't played since 2018. I'm not taking him. I'm okay. taking Cody Zeller. Okay. Because <laughs> that, that feels like it has to be a me pick, right? Zach Randolph? Yeah. Oh, and you mentioned you you picked George Hill. Yeah. Born in Indianapolis. Went to IUPUI and played for the Pacers. So, so you get him three times. Okay. So I'll go ahead and type that in. And Cody Zeller, as, as you know, born in Washington, Indiana. Not too far from here. Yeah. And played at IU. So, so you get him twice. You get him twice. Wow. Okay. I'll go ahead and type that in as well. Zeller. Okay, this draft became very difficult all of a sudden. I thought it was going to be a lot easier. I still feel pretty good about it. Okay, well, I definitely feel good about it then in that case. <laughs> okay, my second pick, I'm going to go ahead and take Eric Gordon from the Houston Rockets. Yep. I feel like there's another good player in shooting guards that I could have taken, but I think Eric Gordon's the best bet for me right now in this team. I want to have a veteran team that can compete for a championship now. I think Eric Gordon in the playoffs is stellar as long as he's healthy. And he's my starting shooting guard. Since I can't get Oladipo, I think Eric Gordon's a good second option there. I agree. Born in Indianapolis, played at IU. Strong Indiana ties there. So double Eric Gordon. Yep. Double up. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and grab my power forward here. And we mentioned him earlier as a pacer killer in a recent game, one Thaddeus Young. Yeah, that is the best pick that you could have taken right there. Yeah. Uh, because now... The power forward position is dry. So let's write Thad Young in as your starting power forward. Okay. Um, and uh, by the way, Thad Young, he was – hang on, where was he born? Oh, he wasn't born here. He just played for the Pacers, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't see that he was born here. No. So Okay. My pick, I have George Hill, Eric Gordon, and Kawhi Leonard at my uh, point guard, shooting guard, small forward position. So now I'm going to pick a center. I'm going to go ahead and take – this is tough. There's two centers that I feel like are equally good in the NBA right now. Um, but you know what? I'm going to do it as a Hoosiers fan. I'm just going to take the Hoosier kid. I got Thomas Bryant as my center. Oh, nice. Injured, but that's okay. Yeah. We'll wheel him out in a wheelchair. <laughs> so uh, And Thomas Bryant obviously played at IU. Yep. There's his tie. Beat me to it. Um, so I've got Victor Oladipo at shooting guard. And Thad Young at power forward and Cody Zeller at center. Yep. I need a point guard and a small forward. You already have both of these positions filled, so I can take either one I want. Yep. And I'm going to go with a guy who's having a very solid season right now, and that is Mike Conley, born in Indianapolis. Great pick. Great pick. I didn't even have him on my list. I should have taken him over George Hill, but hey, Really good pick. I don't know how I missed him. Having a really good year, too. Yeah, he is playing for Utah. He's yeah, another for really Utah. solid player on that yeah. team. Um, so, yeah, they're, I mean, you got a good team so far. So, my turn. I have to pick a power forward. And to me, it comes down to either Jawan Morgan or Zach Randolph. Mm -hmm. And this is a toss-up. Would you consider Boyan Bogdanovich a power forward this year? I would say he is more... Uh, that's a tough one isn't it yeah let me let me, let me check here yeah let let's check. basketball let reference here. it because and i'll just say it comes down it noah vonley could be a power forward too i don't think i'd take him over zach Randall. boyan is only small forward on uh, basketball reference okay so looks like i'm taking zach randolph retired <laughs> nba player <laughs> there that's you go power forward. Hey, you got to do what you got to do and currently probably 39 years old that might be a little low <laughs> you think? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I bet he's 39-40. Like I said, last played in 2018, so it's it's been a minute. Should have played for the Pacers last year. I was begging for it. You were. Only you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so finally I need a small forward. Uh, a couple guys here. You got – I'm down – I got between Gordon Hayward, born in Brownsburg, and played at Butler, and Paul George, former Pacer. Is this a tough decision for you? No, it's Paul George. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks for the theatrics. You're welcome. I tried to I tried to make it. We could have gone to a commercial break right there. We could have. Who's if he going to choose? If we had a host, we probably would have <laughs> taken five or ten commercial breaks yeah. throughout that draft, which would have been miserable. Aren't you the host? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we had a real host. Yeah, true. Um, 
So, okay, Paul George is taken. That is a great 10th pick in this draft. I know. Wow. Fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take my sixth pick since we're doing eight. And I'm going to take your boy, Gordon Hayward. All right. Potential all-star this year. Hopefully not. And uh, my sixth man. That's, that is my sixth pick. Gordon Hayward, who obviously went to Butler, played at col- born in Indiana, and then played at Butler for college. So that's two Indiana ties mm-hmm. right there. And um, current Charlotte Hornet. And since you took him, I will take Boyan Bogdanovich. Nice. <laughs> right there on the return. Jeez, man, your team is so good. He, of course, only played for the Pacers, not born in Indiana. You, you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> is is Bosnia and Herzegovina in Indiana? I think it's northern Indiana, potentially. Yeah, you never We, know. we don't venture up that far. <laughs> so, okay, so my seventh pick, I'm going to go ahead and take – OG Ananobi. Oh, nice. Uh, former Indiana Hoosier, current Toronto Raptor, born in Maryland, I believe. Or Missouri. Uh, you might be thinking Oladipo is born in Maryland. That's, Ola, that's what made me change it to Missouri. O- o- Ananobi may be from Missouri, but not Indiana. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Yep. So he's my seventh man. Jeremy, who do you take for your seventh pick? Let's see. I need to look through my list here a little bit. It's become pretty dry. Find someone. See a good, a few good role players. You can always get Keelan Martin, current Pacer. That is true. You do love him, way more than I do. I think I'm going to have to grab a backup center here, Mason Plumley. Great pick. Yeah, he's one that I uh, had. I was choosing between him and Thomas Bryant. Mason Plumley's been really good this year. Yeah, all the um, Plumleys born in Fort Wayne. So there's your tie. True. And uh, played at Duke and currently on the Pistons, Yep, if I'm not mistaken. So good playmaking center and uh, Team USA member. So that, that's a big boost yeah, to you for your team right there. So, okay, my eighth pick. I'm going to go ahead and get a backup point guard. My, my, pow- my power forward and center position will not get um, any help from the bench. But that's okay. I'm going to mm-hmm. accept it. And I'm going to go ahead and take... Darius Garland. Oh, nice. I was looking at him. Current Cleveland Cavalier, born in Indiana, though, played at Vanderbilt. Um, so he is my eighth man and has been really good this year. I, I like him a lot as a player and as a prospect going forward. So that's my eighth man, Jeremy. Who are you going to take as your last pick? I'm going to close out with Gary Harris. Good pick. Born in Fishers. Yep. Uh, Mr. Indiana over Yogi Ferrell that year. Yep. And then ended up going to Michigan State. So bad pick, <laughs> bad pick, Jeremy. Instead, of, he should have gone to IU. <laughs> but okay, let's let's read our rosters. I think that was good. I can't imagine what it would have looked like if Austin did this draft too. Oh, uh, we would have been out of players. Yeah, let me name some players that we did not pick. Um, point guards, I have Carson Edwards, Jeff Teague, mm-hmm. Yogi Yogi Ferrell, one of my fa- my favorite IU player of all time, but not in the NBA right now. Kyle Guy could have taken him. Shooting guards, we skipped on Romeo Langford, Etwan Moore, Glenn Robinson III, Sean McDermott yep. from Butler. Small forwards, we did not take Keelan Martin or Pat Connington, who would have actually been a pretty good pick. I have a feeling he would have been picked in the next few. Um, power forwards, all I had was Jawan Morgan, Zachary Anoff, and Thad Young. We took Zachary Anoff and Thad Young, so I guess Jawan Morgan's left. Yeah. Um, and then centers, we didn't take Noah Vonley. So it, it was a little tough to find power forwards and centers. I don't know if you had a harder time. Uh, no, that was definitely in the hardest position. Um, you missed Courtney Lee. He was I born s- in yeah, Indiana. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I didn't see him on a roster currently. Um, he played this season. He so did? Like, oh. Technically, he's a current player. Yeah, oh. he, uh... Oh, Does no, he, he just he didn't retire yet? Has not, yeah, he has not played this season. He was on Dallas last year. But he's still listed as current in basketball reference. Oh, so well, good for him. <laughs> Western Kentucky ties right there. Yep. Went, went to school there. But, um, okay... So uh, we will start with my team and then finish with the better team. <laughs> so uh, my starting five, I have George Hill, Eric Gordon, Kawhi Leonard, retired Zach Randolph, and Thomas Bryant. My bench is made up of Gordon Hayward, OG Ananobi, and Darius Garland, which three of those guys, those three guys sound like they're better than four of my starters. So I don't <laughs> know how that happened. Um, and then your team, Jeremy, you have Mike Conley, Victor Oladipo, Paul George, Thad Young, and Cody Zeller. 
I mean, you you were speaking right to me with Oladipo and Zeller. I'm a big IU fan, and man, I would love to see them on a team together one day. Um, your reserves are Boyan Bogdanovich, Mason Plumley, and Gary Harris. So, uh, really got those planes, not planes. What are those called? Like the the Rocky Mountain teams right there. Oh yeah. Represented two guys that played at Denver. One still does, and then Boyan Bogdanovich in Utah. Hey, I mean Mike Conley at Utah. Mike Conley at Utah. Like, what? Why do you love the the mountainous region of America so much? Well, you know, I've been to Denver once. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> and you love it, <laughs> and now you love it. Yeah, it was great. Went there for a tournament game. Louisville lost to Cal. It was miserable. <laughs> so gosh. Yeah. Well, um, hey, good memories. Yeah, great memories. <laughs> Had a bison burger. Oh, that was fine. <laughs> okay, there's a bison farm up here. There is. Yeah, we pass it quite often in Floyd's Knobs. Yeah, um, which is not where we live. If anyone's trying to send us death threats <laughs> or anything, or if you are, that is where we live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Good good idea, Jeremy. Um, so we'll we'll go ahead and post these these drafted lineups, and we'll let you guys decide who's the best. We we know who's the best, but um, at least I tried. You didn't. And it was my idea, and I still lost. A valiant effort. <laughs> so we'll, we'll come up with some more of these uh, fun drafts, and hopefully Austin could take part of it here soon. Maybe we'll do an all-time Indiana. Yeah, the all-time is fun. It's a fun list. Well, maybe we'll, we'll wait a few weeks for that. I have a feeling we'll do the All-Stars against the Pacers here soon. Yes, for um, sure. Well, we, All-Stars we in two that. weeks, so we should probably do that next week. Ooh, that, look, the podcast writes itself, man. Yeah. Easy peasy right there. And then um, hopefully we can do the Star Wars one again soon because uh, I would love to – Oh, well, I guess you said everyone's about the same. So maybe we'll yeah. go back and listen to it, and uh, or you can maybe find it where you wrote yeah. it down, and we'll do a recap of yeah, it. Yeah, do a revisit. Yeah. yeah. So sure. anyway, Jeremy, uh, thanks for partaking in my fun draft idea. That was good. I love drafts. Uh, drafts are always fun to do. Yeah, so. and if you want to hear some more of Jeremy's drafts, there's an old podcast that he used to do <laughs> with some of our friends called Best Available Pod. Yep. And um, I loved it. I, I wish you guys still did it. I'm sure it's up somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Potentially. I, I don't know why it wouldn't be hosted. Anywhere, I mean, I think you guys hosted on uh, SoundCloud, and that's free, so I'm sure it's oh, still yeah, there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's still there. Yeah. So, a uh, fun podcast to listen to. If you guys want to hear them do make some draft picks, it's always it's always a good time. And uh, Caleb, who's been on this podcast, Jacob, who, who has been on this podcast, they're both on it as well. Yep. And Breezy was the producer, correct? Yep. Austin, so... <laughs> He actually produced that one too. If he I'm actually not produced mistaken. it. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, cool, yeah. I'll, I'll go listen to some of those, and uh, hopefully, you guys will make some more soon too. Yeah, but not take will. away from this one. Right, you never know. Yeah, because this this is our baby, me and your baby. Yeah, Rio's still in the room. Yeah. Oh, actually, I do have a, a real baby too, <laughs> who's my actual baby. But yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> not trying to get in between <laughs> you all here. This this is like my uh, my. Your imaginary your adopted child that you love more <laughs> uh no <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure saved. out we'll we'll think of a better metaphor we'll figure something out yeah for sure how about we just call it a podcast that we love to do that that's that sounds perfect actually <laughs> i think you described it exactly <laughs> hey and we're almost to an hour so we might as well close this thing yeah do you have any final thoughts um i would say don't get your hopes up for sabonis and brogdon to be in the all-star game um, if they do make it, obviously it's it's going to be a ton of fun and a big bonus for us as Pacer fans. Yep. But don't uh, be destroyed if they don't make it because there's a really good chance they don't with how the Pacers have been playing recently. So um, that and be excited for when Warren and Levert come back because that's going to be a ton of fun for sure. So just keep keep your eye on the prize, which is the playoffs, which we will make. And um, hopefully we have a healthy team by then. I know some of these games have been tough. It's been really tough for us to watch, Jeremy. I don't want to speak for you, but I assume that it's been tough for you to watch, too. Um, But we're going to make it through this, and it's going to be a fun time. Oh, and uh, while we're here, we might as well just say it. Our website is about to launch. Um, It'll be in a few weeks. And uh, stay tuned for that, everybody. There you go. Stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to try to be a a real market presence in Indianapolis. And uh, you guys have given us a lot of juice and uh we we really want to uh, make a difference in this sports market in indy so just be ready well for jack and rio i guess yeah this is jeremy thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week peace out